Monday at Money 2020, and this is a Mediterranean meeting here uh, from the Greek islands and uh, Malta. I have the pleasure to chat uh, today with uh, Jonathan Camilleri Bauman, who is the CEO and founder of Securitans and has been the CTO and is still involved with OpenPay for a couple of years. Welcome, uh, Jonathan. It's a pleasure to, to, to chat with you. We've been chatting offline, but we really wanted to do this recording because I've learned so much by, by talking to Jonathan, who comes from the traditional reg tech world and now is building bridges with, the, if you want, crypto or blockchain world as here at Money 2020, the interest in CBDCs, DeFi, stable points, the new money, the future of money is, is clearly very high. Um, what was your experience yesterday, Jonathan, in the sessions? What was the, the, the themes that really were hot? Um, so, there are always very interesting sessions and I'm very happy actually to be here at Money 2020. It's the first event after a year and a half that I actually got to meet uh, human beings face to face in, uh, in such an event. Um, there were many interesting sessions actually on, on a lot of different uh, subjects from, from payments to different uh, payment facilities to different technology, card issuing, acquiring, banking. Uh, the part that interests us the most is the is the uniqueness and the similarity in all solutions. So in everything that we've, let's say, participated in, there was one common ground all over the places. Money is moving and changing hands in all different mediums and the need for checking, transaction monitoring, compliance, fraud monitoring, etc. is more prevalent than it ever was. So I think it's an amazing opportunity um, in this space and we're learning a lot and implementing solutions for them. I understand that you're very much focused on RegTech solutions in the blockchain world and, and that is not only for the blockchain businesses but also for the traditional businesses that have realized that you know they can no longer ignore this sector. I mean the other day I was reading uh, some report that is projecting that in five years 50% of the billionaires will be from wealth created in, mm -hmm. in the crypto world, whether we like it or not. So, mm -hmm. so we really need to pay attention. Tell me more about these solutions, the RegTech solutions, how do they differ from what we know in, in the regular world? Are the processes mm -hmm. different? And, and how do you implement them and help institutions mm -hmm. with this world? Okay, uh, it's a very interesting question. So um, my background, as, as you rightly said, is in, uh, is in software engineering and in fintech in general. Uh, I've been the group CTO for OpenPaid for a number of years and we built uh, very strong banking solutions and card acquiring, issuing. And every time we needed to interface with anything, there was always a high element of compliance and regulatory tech that needed to be put in place. So you're checking people when they're on board, you're checking their transactions, you're rechecking them after a few months to make sure that their situation didn't change. You're checking for political exposure, for source of wealth, for proof of address. You're checking a multitude of different things. And this is the traditional world, but the reality is it doesn't really change 
in the other financial system either. So even in the crypto world, similar things are happening all the time. So basically, once you go into the, let's say, um, different financial system, when, let's say, new wallets are being created, new tokens are being created, new, new addresses at an exchange are being created, they are still doing the onboarding, they're still doing the checks, they're still asking you for proof of utility, proof of documents. So there's a number of things which bridge both, both financial scenarios. The only difference is if you're transacting with a card, many people are checking whether the card number is valid, whether it's uh, 3D secured, whether it was involved in fraud or chargebacks in other companies. In blockchain, we're checking whether the address has been involved in mixing, whether it is involved in a rakun, whether it was involved in any known scams or terrorist wallet funding. So there are some parameters, I think, that change in the different financial sectors, but the main concept of wanting to protect the business, protect the customer, and make the ecosystem a safer and transparent way to transact, I think that is prevalent in both financial systems and will never change. Jonathan, would you say that technologically it's easier to trace from you know wallet addresses rather than from accounts you know movements mm -hmm. is it easier so um, uh, again very good question because there are two ways to this it is easier to track but and then there is a privacy issue as well which needs to be taken into consideration so when it comes to normal banking transactions where the original let's say cash transacted from or where that came is a mystery Banking transactions can always be traced, but cash transactions can't. So you can always go back to the source and banking, that's fine. When people are transacting in cash, not a chance. You can go to where was it minted, but how it changed hands since then is a mystery. The nice thing about blockchain is that once you follow the block and you follow the money, you're always gonna go back up the stairs to where it was originally minted. That's the reality. Now, people that are using, for example, mixers or different solutions to, let's say, obscure their movements are either doing it for privacy or because there are ulterior motives. So, there is an element of privacy that needs to be taken into consideration. So, it doesn't mean that because a, a wallet movement is private, it necessarily means it's bad. But there is also that is, uh, contributes to the weight and the scoring when we're doing these type of checks. So, so these days, with, with your solution or the solutions that are in mm -hmm. the market, can you actually trace if I'm involved in you know, DeFi staking pools, liquidity mm -hmm. pools and so on? Or is the DeFi universe, because it's unregulated, sort of out of, uh, of your reach? Um, uh, so the fact that a, a blockchain address can be created on the fly, means that basically um, it can be created by anywhere and by anyone. So tying that address directly to a person becomes challenging. Not impossible, but challenging. Because once you created an address, this address is probably going to be funded from somewhere. That's funded from somewhere potentially is matched already. So once this address exists on the blockchain, which is basically just a hashed number, and then whether it's involved in any smart contracts, in any vesting contracts, went to any staking contracts, etc., this is the blockchain, this is transparent, so it's going to be auditable. Whether or not it ties back to you as a person, like in origin, one can be out of choice because there are solutions which help you, for example, match your identity with a wallet because you might want to use that information to go to a bank and say, hey, 
this is my crypto, yes. This is how I made my money, yes. It's all, let's say, very legally done. And I would like to use it for my family, to buy a house, buy a car, whatever it is. So there are, yes, there are many different ways how to go back to the person and the, and the address and how to make it traceable. Jonathan, it, it give us a little bit of flavor of what you see in the market. I mean, I have seen that the custody sort of part of you know crypto and blockchain has matured and evolved a lot over the past uh, two years technologically, but not only you know there's adoption on on both sides um, of you know payment providers, commerce providers, financial services providers. Are you seeing? Uh, interest in these reg tech solutions that will facilitate, you know, bridging this mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. this this world. Where where do we stand? Um, uh, it's an amazing direction. I mean, if I look at the the planet right now, there are so many people involved in crypto. But when people say they are involved in crypto, many of them are speculating. They're trying to create passive income. They don't really do proper research. They don't really understand what the project is doing. Some of them don't even have the concept of what the blockchain is, but they heard that some projects have a gravy train and they're trying to ride it for the future, for a better future. But I think the three, let's say, things that we are promoting the most is everybody, um, there has to be research, there has to be education, and then solutions. So it's very important for everybody to do his own research, learn it, get educated, look at basically taking up basic courses, free courses, online courses, understand the concept and the differences of the financial systems, and then look for solutions to help you do that, to trade, to buy, to implement. And RechTech, it's not even a question. It's going nowhere and it's going to grow because people need to be more transparent and everything obviously needs to be traceable. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for sharing your experience. My pleasure.